Welcome to That's Wild, the only podcast. Uh, that's it. It's the only podcast. It's the only one. <laughs> All other podcasts have been deleted. We're glad that we were the last ones to win the, the final podcast. We won the Hunger Games. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we're, we're done, I guess. Since we I guess won. that's it. We won. Wow. Um, there's no point in continuing. <laughs> uh, you know what? What? Let's start with animal news. Okay. Oh, yes. Good idea. Let me just pull up my animal newspaper. <laughs> Unfold it. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, first page. Okay. First page. Uh, so let's follow up on, with some chicken news from last oh, week. Oh, sweet. Except, well, it's been Topical. more than a week. Um. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have, guys, I promise, once summer starts, we're going to have a more regular release schedule. It's I just, mean, <laughs> we'll see. Right now, it's, it's kind of bad. It's a bad thing. We're going to try to get you at least time. an episode a week. <laughs> I live in actual hell, so it's been difficult, and you are completing Sisyphean feats every day. Yeah, I live in virtual hell. It's like hell, but on an Oculus Rift, so I also get motion sickness. Yeah, exactly. It's almost worse than regular hell. (laughs) Yeah. Hell isn't a swear if it's a place, right? No, it's fine. Okay, cool. Tell uh, me about those chickens. Right, chickens. So they've done some brand new genetic research in chickens. They've just taken out those genes and looked really hard at them. And uh, they found that they retained most of their wild traits, such as egg laying based on a, like a seasonal basis instead of every okay. day of their lives. And... Um, <laughs> Which is weird if you think about it. Um, And uh, higher aggression. So they had those traits up until around 1000 BCE. And they think that this was because in Europe at the time there was more urbanization. And Christianity Mm -hmm. was becoming pretty hot. And so they were edicts against eating four-legged animals for some reason. Am I losing my mind? Christianity at 1000 BCE. This seems... is this is what the thing I read said, and it was Science <laughs> Daily. Oh no, it was AD. That's why. B- I, I was gonna say 1000 yeah. BCE is a little Listen, bit early. Uh, yeah, I'm tired. Um, but I'm always tired. That's no excuse. CE yeah. is what I meant. Um, yeah. so 1000 CE. Um. My notes are wrong. I'm sorry, everyone. I failed you. Um, so canceled. This podcast Christian, is canceled. Yeah, it's can- it won. Now it's canceled. Um, Christian edicts against eating four-legged animals were like popular then, right. and they, people were living in cities, so they were chickens. Hey, they've got legs. Two legs. Only two. Um, two legs good, four legs bad. Um, that that's Animal Farm reference for I all can't you high schoolers. Communism was invented by Christians in 1000 CE. I mean, if you think about it, yeah. Jesus. Anyway, he was a communist. He was a huge communist, just, and Santa Claus was a communist too. I mean, nobody pays for those presents. 
he just That's gives true. them he shares them with his comrades with his comrades yeah uh, <laughs> there was some song my mom used to like to sing and i have no idea the context of it but there's a line that's like santa claus wears a red suit he's a communist and i don't <laughs> i need to look that up now that i've thought of was, it when i was little me and my sisters made up a song in spanish and basically the english words were like there once was a chicken and he always wore a red sweater and he was always cold because he lived in the freezer <laughs> and he had a lot of difficulty finding glasses because he only had one eye what was wrong with you <laughs> i don't know i think we made it up i don't think i knew the word for one-eyed at the time though <laughs> oh my goodness well okay so let's move on right speaking of chickens a new dinosaur Right. <laughs> there were like three new dinosaurs, so I picked one. Um, Your favorite. In the in the interest of time. So there's a new species of albelisaur. Al- albelisaur. I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. it. But um, so that is a theropod, um, like T-Rex and like uh, dromaeosaurs or raptors. But it's not in either of those groups. It's um, in the same group. If you remember the Disney movie Dinosaur, the Carnotaurs... With the horn guys and with the tiny hands, it, that's yeah, debatable. Scared the living bejesus out of me. Debatable whether that was a good movie. Anyway, um, you like everything. I like nothing. Um, yeah. uh, and so it, it's a, and it was discovered in Morocco. Um, it was named something I can't pronounce: Chinanisaurus barbaricus. Um, and it was probably one of the last dinosaurs in Africa before the meteor strike. And like Carnotaurus, it had stupid tiny hands. Yes. So stupid. Like T-Rex's hands are like beautiful. Pretty stupid. Beautiful, muscular John Cena arms compared to this thing's hands. <laughs> um, it can't even. It's And it holds them like flat against its sides like pointing backwards it looks really Mm -hmm. dumb i love it i love it already um okay elephant herpes oh (laughs) what about them my favorite part of this was just the headline which was elephant herpes young animals at risk um (laughs) it's very serious but uh so there was a breakout of herpes in some zoo elephants in switzerland i believe so they mm-hmm. trained them to give snot samples um, by sucking up some water with their trunk and then raising it so it gets all good and swirled around and then shooting it back out. So now I they can train animals it. to stop drinking. Would you stop? <laughs> Are you yelling at your gerbils or yes. at the elephants? <laughs> no. <laughs> stop being so loud when I'm doing my important podcast. You were asleep all day. Anyway, ignore. I can't stop them. Um, I can't hear them, so it's fine. <laughs> they're they're like right next to me, so I can hear everything. It's uh okay. So yeah, now, so now they can test elephants for herpes. Woo. Okay. Anyway, alligators stop growing. Um, what? It was once thought that alligators grew until they died, like lobsters. Yes, but they do reach a stopping point according to new research around 25 to 30 years of age uh female gators though can still produce the same amount of eggs they did when they first reached sexual maturity at uh, at least 46 years old 
So Whoa. that's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Um, and I, in my notes, I have written here, macaque hack. Um, macaque hack. Macaque hack. Macaques hacked. Macaques. So macaques they ha- hacked? Hacked. They've hacked the macaques. Oh, we've hacked the macaques. We've hacked the macaques. This is like a really bad who's on first. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> it was really funny when I wrote it, but I'm also very tired. Uh, scientists have been able to use the CRISPR gene editing technology to alter the genetic code of monkey oh. embryos. So that, that they've hacked <laughs> I'm the in. macaques. Yeah, I, I'm in. Deep macaque. Um, okay, so new species of silky ant. Cool. <gasps> Yes. Um, they're named, uh, so last week we talked about the Pink Floyd shrimp. Right. It wasn't last week. It was more than that. Um, so this week we have a new ant called Circomermex radioheady. And yes, that is after Radiohead. Cannot believe this. <laughs> why, why is he named after Radiohead? Because apparently the person who discovered him a likes Radiohead and B wants to thank Radiohead because apparently Radiohead has done conservation work. I did not know this. What? I don't know the specifics of it. Shout um, out but to Radiohead, I guess. Shout out to Radiohead. And uh, the fun fact about the ant is that they have, a, well, only the females, but the females have a crystal-like layer on their skin. And scientists don't know what it does or what it's for. Oh. They're just That's, beautiful crystals. They beautiful, beautiful crystal girls. Um, I have a Radiohead thing. When I went to go see the movie The Book of Life with my sister, um, and she didn't know it was going to be a musical, uh, and there's that part where Diego Luna sings Creep by Radiohead, and after the movie was out, she was like, wow, I think she was under the impression that all of the music was written for the movie because she doesn't Hmm. (laughs) so she was like wow that one song he sang was like super dumb (laughs) (laughs) she was like this is like the worst song i've ever heard i can't believe i'm a creep i'm a new aunt why the hell do i have a crystal like layer on my skin but only the females what is it for? We don't know. Oh, anyway. Crab news. Crab news. Crab news. So, in Cuba. Okay. In beautiful Cuba, in the Bay of Pigs, there is an annual migration happening right now of yellow and black land crabs. Uh, and uh, booking my ticket now. I know, right? And so they are migrating from the forest to the sea to spawn their little babies, and then they go back to the forest, and they're like, yeah. But there are a lot of great photos of um, just crabs crossing the street and, like, menacing uh, cars. Let me send you one right now. I, I saved one. Menacing cars with their little claws up. Um, and apparently they uh, will puncture the tires with their claws. Where's this picture? love crabs, but also every time I get pinched by one, it hurts way more than I remember it. <laughs> yeah. When I was younger, when I was a wee thing, we were crabbing because I am a Maryland native, so we, we crab in Maryland. And um, <laughs> we just crab. Uh, yeah, look at their little fierce 
uh, aggression towards the car. I love um, them. And uh, so we crabbed, and so I tried to pick up the crab in the professional crabber's way, like by mm-hmm. grabbing both claws. And yeah. I got one claw, but the other claw locked around my thumb. So oh, no. my first instinct, of course, was to scream and like wave my hand. So the crab did like a 360 around my thumb and like shredded like a perfect ring of flesh oh, God. and then went flying back into the bay. And I was so, I was like, I wanted to eat you and gain your strength. Defeated by a crab. <laughs> Defeat, I... Utterly defeated. So in the picture you sent me, there's like this truck and the crabs are raising their claws at it in aggression. And, uh... When I went on that, like, field trip, I've told you about it, but Mm -hmm. to our listeners, I went on a field trip for a video art class to this terrible island. Um, You might have liked it, but I didn't, because there was no potable water, no air conditioning. We were suffering. Mm -hmm. But uh, basically, we had a lot of crabs and a whole lot of nothing else to do, so (laughs) we invented a a very boring game where we found some mud crabs and if they held their hands out like that, like their little claws out like that, oh, we would it. put something in their claws and we would call that game <laughs> Thank You. Yeah, no, oh, when we were in Belize, we went to Calabash Cay and we would just spend all day chasing blue land crabs. And it was terrible for the crabs, but great for us. Because they would like walk so backwards with their could. claws up so furious. I love it. And it's great. I'm sorry, it. crabs. I got pinched um, so many times in three days. <laughs> the worst thing is, like, I picked up, like, a hermit crab, and I was playing with it, and then it pinched me, and I was like, oh, God, I'm actually going to die from a hermit crab. <laughs> they get big there, too. I'm like, I, I am intimidated by by these, like, fist-sized hermit crabs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I know, and I was like, I do, like, and they were like, listen, it will literally chop your thumb up, do not mess with it, and I was like, okay. I mean, they're cute, but okay. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, some adjacent crab news as well. Crab adjacent. A new pre-crab. A new pre-crab? What is A the- A pre-crab. What is, what is the step before crab? I thought there was only one- Step in the crab cycle, and that's crab. Actually, the larvae look very different from adult crabs. But this is um, this is a fossil that was discovered. Oh. Um, it is a new stem member of the mandibulates group, which branched out into things like uh, crustaceans and uh, arachnids and other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this critter is called Toku Tokumia. Catalepsis? That's my best guess. I'm so sorry to Latin. Um, It looks kind of like a horseshoe crab, but with claws. And that's why it's exciting, because it has claws, and that is kind of what defines the mandibulates. So, woo! Um, And it was from the Cambrian period, and it was 10 centimeters long. And uh, the last bit of news is actually related to our uh, animal of today. And it just came out today. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I have this heading as a milkman. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A fossil of an early guinea pig sized mammal called 
Wario Lester's Rex, and I don't know if they meant to reference Wario, the hero of Nintendo there, but um, <laughs> King Wario, basically. Yeah. Whack. Um, from Scotland. It's from Scotland. It, it, uh, in the Jurassic has been discovered with milk teeth. So oh. it is one of the earliest mammals known to have milk. Probably That's... not nipples, but milk. Oh. Um, the fossil was discovered in 2015, but... They just CT scanned it, so they didn't realize that what they were looking at were the milk teeth, because then they were like, there are adult teeth underneath there. Oh. Have you ever looked at a human child skull? With yes, I have. Teeth? I was just it's about to say that absolutely my very horrifying. dreams. I hate seeing the many teeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh God. Uh, That's a stupid mammal thing that we do. We have multiple teeth. Well, we no, it's, it's more like we have... One to two sets of teeth, and mm-hmm. and um, I know how teeth work, yeah. Lydia. You don't know. Well, the point is, reptiles and other animals can replace their teeth throughout their lives, but uh. ours only get replaced once, if that, and uh, they grow in huge and horrifying. I always get so horrible upsetting. nightmares about my teeth yeah. falling out, yeah, and and it's, like the the biggest. They won't Source grow back. Of fear is that they're not going to come back. <laughs> they won't. I mean, I'm sorry. I hate to I tell know, you that, I, buddy. Lydia, I know how teeth work. <laughs> I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, so we, only mammal teeth. Um, is that the last bit of news? Yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, usually we do emails at the end of the podcast, and by usually I mean the last time we got a fan yeah, letter. Yeah, the, the last one time. <laughs> the only time. But uh, I'm going to start it off because it's going to introduce our topic. It's from uh, a person named Jay. I don't know if they want me to say their last name, but they're just Jay. And What's their up, email Jay? is Platypus Lay the Egg? Question mark. Hey. This podcast is everything I hoped for. Thank you. And is the first that satisfies a long and frustrated desire for a good podcast about animals. You're welcome. It's yeah. awesome to listen to you both hit your stride. Would y'all consider doing an episode on monotremes? I live in Australia. I was in, I was planning on reading this in Australian accent, then I was like, nope, bad idea. That's uh, racist. And I can't take 10 steps without tripping over an echidna, but most people in the U.S. I have spoken to need to be shown what one is. We call those hedgehogs, in quotations. And take some convincing about the fact that platypodes and echidnae both lay eggs despite being mammals. Anyway just thought it might be in your wheelhouse and or bailiwick i don't is that know like an australian word it's like an australian wheelhouse i guess cool uh i feel like jay is implying that our first episodes weren't very good and i don't appreciate that jay all of our episodes are flawless even this one hey Jay wrote us this really nice letter, so don't be mean, okay? Um, Jay, uh, I want you to write me a letter of apology. I'm just kidding. No, absolutely <laughs> wonderful letter. Thank you. Uh, well, I'm not done <laughs> reading it. Oh, well, I, yeah, yeah, okay. I just wanted to uh, to yank Jay's chain a bit there, but go on. Uh, there are a lot of interesting indigenous, which is the correct term, aboriginals, and especially aborigines are common mistakes that tend to make people cringe these days, which is what Jay has said in quotations there, or parentheses, parentheses. stories about both animals, their origins, etc. Anyway, keep up the good work. Love, Jem. Thank you, Jem. I thought it was Jay. The, the from line on the email says Jay, and then they signed it, love, Jem. 
Well. Anyway, so that means today is... <laughs> who is who is they? <laughs> it means that today is the beginning of Monotree Madness! Boop, 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 boop. Or, uh, as they say, extreme monotremes. Okay. I don't know why I I'm, like, all up, all up on the mic today, but, you know. Uh, yeah, well, it's fine. It's good audio quality. It's intimate. Hey, um, do you know what monotreme means? One tream. One hole. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm so giggly. I'm sorry. You're so tired. I was, you're texting me at like 8.30. Like, I'm going to fall asleep if we don't record. I'm like, it's 8.30. She's like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm like, what are you doing? Listen, you don't know how much blood I've lost. This past I do, month. actually. You've told me. <laughs> I'm oh so man sleepy. Uh, anyway, i'm sleepy too but i don't ever sleep we can't make another episode about how sleepy we are so we have to yeah by the way i listened to that episode finally and i'm i'd like to apologize to everyone because man <laughs> i was not present no you were in another realm i was like i, I was in the shadow realm <laughs> she's, like, she's gonna really energize when she hears these rooster facts and then she yeah. didn't <laughs> Yes. The rooster's crow wakes people up and it's really loud and awakening and yeah, no, it was terrible. Sorry. I'm more um, awake tonight. I took a, lo- a like a 4-hour nap in the middle of the day, that's why. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Great. Okay, go. Monotremes. No, Mono I'm done. Dreams. It's your turn. One holes. Oh, really? I'm starting? Uh, I mean, I can, but y- you know what? What? Why don't you Tell me what a platypus is. <laughs> Let's start there. A platypus or monotremes? Let's start with monotremes and then segue into the platypus. Yeah, because that's how my notes are written is the thing. Okay, um, mine too. <laughs> so monotreme means single hole, and this is because uh, they up, have up, up, cloacas. Up. Yay! Um, which is unlike every other mammal. Um, and they also don't have external testes. Um so they pee, poop, and copulate through the same hole. And uh, it's more upsetting when you look at their reproductive anatomy because the bladder just empties out right there. Mm. There's no, like, separation. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Um, yeah, and so does the poo. The poo goes there, too. And it's like, welp. Uh, side note, they have much stronger antibacterial properties than we do, probably for a reason. Oh. Oh. Um, so anyway, monotremes are a class, a, a group of mammals, rather, uh, in contrast to the two other main groups, which are marsupials and the group that we're in, placental mammals. And I'm sure everyone nice. knows marsupials are kangaroos and such. Um, another word for these two groups as contrasted to no no Uh, those are marsupials oh i thought you meant the name that i was about to say no (laughs) no that those marsupials and placental mammals are not collectively known as bandicoots (laughs) um (laughs) no they're collectively known as therians um and you can split that up into metatherians which are marsupials and eutherians which are placental mammals and i mention this because i'm going to probably use therians to refer to all non-monotreme mammals at some point 
Um, and eutherians is easier to say than placental mammals every time. Anyway, yeah. there are four species of monotremes that mm-hmm. still live to this day. They are, of course, the platypus. And I then love there them. are they're all right. There are three echidna species or four echidna species. Why mm-hmm. did I write four living species? There's five living species. Sorry. I'm Maybe you were thinking wrong. of echidnas. Yeah, there's four echidnas. There's the short-beaked echidna. There is the Sir David's long-beaked echidna, which is critically endangered. The oh Western no, David Attenborough, get on it! I know. Well, listen, the uh, the Eastern long-beaked echidna, which is fine, and the Western long-beaked echidna, which is critically endangered. Oh God! I know. So, like, hey, Australia, stop it! Um, <laughs> it's because they eat to- them. Do you want me to get into their evolution? Because there, this is a long section of my notes. Um, How well, they be. I'll start with where they actually come from. Oh, right. The, the your, real story. Yeah, and then you can do your silly science or whatever. I know, my fake, fake news. Um, so a little bit of background, uh, since this entire episode is going to be about Australian folklore and um, stories and stuff. Uh, so the Australians have this thing called the dreaming or the jukurpa, uh, which means to see and understand the law as it is translated from the Arente language. Now, uh, can I can I jump in and clarify? Do you mean indigenous Australians or yes, okay. absolutely, yes, uh, uh, unless otherwise stated. Everything's pretty yeah. much going to be indigenous. Yeah, that's what um, I figured. I just wanted so, to. Yeah. So the dreaming stories are sort of like this collection of stories through all the different um, indigenous cultures. And they include songs, dances, paintings, storytellings. And they're supposed to pass down important knowledge and cultural values and belief systems. Um, and actually, an interesting fact is that indigenous Australians have the longest cultural history of any group of people on Earth. And it dates back to about fifty to 65,000 years ago. Nice. Uh yeah, that's very impressive. And Good job, guys. Your, yeah, congrats. Before Europeans actually arrived in Australia, there were as many as 600 different indigenous nations. Yeah. Which, that's a lot for... I mean, and I don't think... it's really depressing do. now. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, but basically, in the <laughs> dreaming... Um, the dreaming, the ancestor spirits, the general story is the ancestor spirits arrived on Earth in the form of humans, and they created all of the animals and the plants and the people and the rocks... Uh, and all of the relationships that exist between them. And then the gods themselves, or the gods, the ancestor spirits themselves turned into trees, rocks, stars, watering holes, and other objects that are now sacred places of the indigenous Australians. Uh, so they Better also... Than my of, ancestors who turned into... I don't know dirt. what they turned into. <laughs> dirt. Yeah. Like uh, angry reminders of, of suffering of my people. Anyway, uh, go on. Uh... <laughs> Wow, way to bring it down. No, no, that's just how Judaism works. <laughs> uh, so, since we're here to talk about the platypuses... Uh, and the echidnas. Yeah, well, I'm going to start with the platypus, and okay. then we're going to talk about the echidnas in the second half. So, uh, basically, in one story of the dreaming, the major animal groups uh, were the land animals, the birds, and the water animals, and they all competed for the platypus to join their group, because the platypus wasn't a member of any of them. Uh, But then the platypus decided against joining any of their groups because he Hmm. didn't need to be a member in order to feel special. This sounds very similar to the bat story. It does, but that's actually the end of that story. (laughs) Oh, okay. There's no ball. (laughs) No, there's also another one about... No sports. uh, There's one about 
a water rat named Billergun, and another one about a duck. Uh, or it's the same story. There's a water rat named Billergun, and then there's the duck named Daru. Wait, and is this this is an indigenous story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because and listen to what I say. No, <laughs> but I was wondering because I was like, are ducks native to Australia? But I guess they must. There must be some species of duck there. Yeah. Um. And um, water. Everyone rat, knows ducks. <laughs> well, I guess. Anyway, go on. Go on. Yeah. So, uh, basically, the general story is that Billergun wanted Daru the duck to be his wife. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, it can be a little bit kidnappy, depending on the version of the story mm-hmm. that you go with. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's like a, a nicer version where he silently swam underneath the water and grabbed her legs and then oh, took that's her back to his version. hole in the bank. <laughs> it is. And What's the, the mean one, version? He ends up being called the water devil. <laughs> well, and, uh, that's what they used to call to me on the him. swim team. In the in the meaner version, he forces her to mate with I didn't, him. I didn't force anyone to mate with me on the swim team. Though. And he also used a spear. Well, don't she tried to run don't away. hey. But in, no, in the nicer version, he brought her to his house and he made her really comfortable and he brought her food every day and they and were he very still happy. kidnapped her. Yeah, he did <laughs> still kidnap her to get her there. It's like Hades and Persephone. There has to be some form of kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, eventually. Uh, they had a baby, and it was half water rat and half duck. And it was a platypus. <laughs> yeah, the platypus. Mm. And to this day, the baby's ancestors can still be seen in the creeks and rivers using the same warning signal uh, where they it, beat their tails against the water or something. That, that last part got a little vague. Uh, <laughs> so how did the, the one platypus make more, though? Listen, I don't know. None of when has there ever been a folkloric tale explaining the creation of one animal? The bat thing didn't have another bat in it. Yeah, <laughs> well, the bats one. are perfect, so that's not a problem. <laughs> the assumption, I guess, is that there was one there. There was one water rat, so there must have been other water rats, and there was one duck, so there must have been other ducks. So this eventually... is like a story that happened multiple times. I don't know. You would those, have to take it up with the first person who told it. Horny, They're probably horny dead. Water rats just couldn't get. Them. They were like, oh, look at those ducks. Oh my and, god. Uh, <laughs> you would so... think it would be the other way around, knowing how ducks be. I don't, but... (laughs) We discussed this last time. Um, Did you know that when Europeans first encountered the platypus in 1798, they were 100% convinced they were being pranked? Yes, and (laughs) there was a lot, there was so much hashtag controversy about it, and like so many angry telegrams sent back and forth to Britain, it was great. Oh yeah, that's a really fun story. Anyway, (laughs) why don't you tell me some some stuff about the platypus, because that's all I got. Well, uh, that myth was actually interesting because they do have traits of mammals and traits and genes that we usually associate more with birds. Um, So let's go back to the very beginning. So Mm -hmm. early mammals, right? What are they doing? Nobody knows. They're they're already sweaty. So one of the first (laughs) mammal traits was sweatiness, sweat glands. Um, so they're sweaty, and uh, over time, they've been still laying eggs because they, you know, came from egg-laying ancestors. Um, 
But uh, so these eggs they lay are more like reptile eggs and bird eggs, right? So they have kind mm-hmm. of leathery shells and they need to stay moist. So as they're, these, sweaty, these sweaty mammals are using their sweat for is to keep the eggs moist and nice and, and good. And they're just sweating all over those eggs. Such a repulsive tableau that you're painting. <laughs> mammals are actually disgusting. Like, they're the most disgusting animals. Like, if you look at a lizard, it's pure and clean. Mammals are, like, hairy, sweaty. There's all kind of secretions coming out of them. I like, agree. we are the this worst. Anyways, is- <laughs> um, so is the so they're- solution. <laughs> they they're sweating all over their eggs and then eventually as the eggs are hatching they're like hey you know what i could do with this egg sweat uh keep it going and just feed my babies on it and that's how milk (laughs) was made egg sweat um okay so so that was before monotremes appeared because monotremes a lot of people think that they're like some sort of living fossil stem mammals but no there were a lot of non-monotreme mammals with these traits like laying eggs and stuff it's just that monotremes are a specific group within that that has survived to this day um so most of the fossil monotremes are found in australia but at least one was found in argentina um which suggests that they were once found across gondwana which was a supercontinent that included africa south america australia and antarctica so, um, yeah, so the earliest fossils were found in the Cretaceous, but genetics suggests that they may have appeared as early in the tri- as the Triassic, which is pretty rad because that was like right when dinosaurs appeared too. Whoa. Um, yeah. Platypus verse Velociraptor. Who will win? Yes. Um, probably the Velociraptor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh earlier mammals yeah i already spoke about this but they were so mono again monotremes are their own special group there was another group called um multi which is the only major mammal group to be completely extinct actually um mm-hmm. that was also around um i'm just pointing this out because again it, it's like monotremes aren't like magical ancient animals they're their own thing mm-hmm. um so they, so the monotremes kind of were the kings of Australia until marsupials. Uh, marsupials originated in South America, and mm-hmm. then wandered over Antarctica, which was warm at that time, and connected mm-hmm. to Gondwana, uh, and and got apparently really tough by like beating up every animal in their way. This is a scientific. Uh, version and uh, then when they meet, they met the monotremes. The monotremes oh, no. were like not ready for I can't them. Hear. Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry, I lost hear. you for a second. <laughs> the monotremes were not ready for marsupials. The marsupials oh. were super buff. Um, they <laughs> I've had seen their young in pouches. Yeah, they could carry their young around with them at, until a certain age, which made them faster reproducers. Uh, kangaroos could have an embryo, a suckling baby, and a joey at the same time. And oh if you lay God. eggs, you can't compete with that. So no. <laughs> I can't even compete with no. that. No. Uh, monotremes were pushed basically almost out completely, but the, the survivors all lived in the water. So mm-hmm. at one point, all surviving monotremes were aquatic. And then eventually, um, echidnas went back on land, but they all evolved... Uh, from a platypus-like ancestor. Um, Rad. So echidnas are the more uh, derived uh, monotremes. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, 
And uh, then let's see. Oh, yeah. And and the reason they survived in the water was because marsupials can't be really aquatic because no. if they go in the water uh, and they have babies in the pouch, the babies will drown. So I they feel can't like their legs do are that. also made more for land kicking and not swim kicking. Well, like the uh, thylacine and others don't have like hoppy legs. Not all of them are hoppy. Oh. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the, the babies will drown. Like, they will straight die. They not, don't do it. Kanga. Poor Joey's. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So now so, we got the platypus, the semi-aquatic egg-laying mammal of action. Yeah. And the echidnas. And don't, the echidnas. Don't erase. This is echidna erasure. Don't erase Well, them. I was quoting Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> oh, I've never watched it, so I can't. <laughs> It's got a platypus in it. <laughs> I know. I do know about the platypus. I know that he's a secret agent. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. Perry. Normal platypuses aren't green, though. No, not generally. But it did teach me that platypuses do sweat milk. Yes, they... Oh, well, you know what? Okay, point for that Disney Channel show. Uh, keeping it real. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about their sweaty milk, or do you want to give me another story? Well, I don't have any more a kid. Uh, I don't have any more platypus facts. So, well, this applies to both still. Okay, we'll keep going. Okay, I won't rain on your parade. I mean, my parade is several pages long. So, oh, <laughs> uh, no. Let's 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 go into mammal traits versus reptile traits that monotremes have. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, mammal traits that monotremes have that are shared with all other mammals, obviously, sweat. Sweat mm. glands, that's a big mammal thing. That's actually how you, like, the, the, it's not fur, it's not milk, it's sweat. All mammals sweat, and that's the big deal. Mm. Um, and of course, they also have milk, but no nips. Um, and so they also have permanent teeth. Uh, we were just permanent. talking about teeth earlier. This is where it segues in. Um, except, although, um, Monotremes, Platy- modern monotremes don't have teeth. The platypus has molars when it's born, but loses them before adulthood, so they have no teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and echidnas? they did, and echidnas have no teeth. What? Uh, zero teeth. Just they do have tooth plates inside their beaks, which they can grind food with, but no actual teeth. Oh my god! Yeah, I love these things. Uh, yeah, and, and there's, like, a big tooth controversy with monotremes because they used to have, like, normal molars, but then they got weird molars, which look more like the earlier molars that mammals have. So they that used to be thought of as a primitive, like, retention, like, a trait that they kept, but no, they just went back to it. Like, some this happens a lot in monotremes, so bear with me, but yeah. Now, so, hang uh, on a second. I'm yes. looking at a picture of Knuckles the Hedgehog, right? Or, or the Knuckles the mm-hmm. Echidna, right here, and mm-hmm. he clearly has teeth. Well, uh, those are his tooth plates. Okay, they're kind of <laughs> sharp and pointy. <laughs> yes, and Knuckles is clearly a, a very short-beaked Echidna. Um. Yeah, <laughs> supremely <laughs> short-beaked. Uh, anyway, so is there a dreadlocked species? No, those are his quills. Yeah, but they're like I, I always imagine them as analogous. Well, I mean, hair. if they're analogous, then th- I mean, technically, they are hair. The quills. Because Amy, Emmy the Hedgehog has like a bob, Amy? doesn't she? It's, it's Amy. 
I just remember this Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction my friend sent me once where it, there was the line <laughs> that I can never forget. Uh, she pulled her quills back into a messy bun. Ah. I just think about that a lot. Um, Wait, are quills hair? You just said something Quills about are that. hair, but they are stiff. They're not like... Okay. Fleck- yeah, but they're modified hair. They're big... You know, I was learning how to do hair systems in class today. Hair so. systems? As in like drawing hair? No, as in like 3D generating and Ooh. then animating. Can you, can you 3D model us an echidna? You know what? Probably could. They are so weird looking. Like their feet are the them. worst. Their feet are actually I have terrible. a lot of stories about their feet though. Okay, but anyway, let me finish my mammals versus reptile traits. Uh, okay, so the middle ear. All mammals have three bones in their middle ear. Do you know what they are called? The... Uh, I was I want to make a joke but I'm not funny <laughs> do it anyway and we won't laugh <laughs> is it one two and three no it's the oh. hammer anvil and the stirrup and they have oh, like oh wait yeah you I should know, know that yeah um and, and they have like more scientific names but I'll just use those um so that's a mammals only thing like those uh bones actually evolved from part of the reptile jawbone um, and that allowed us to have better hearing, basically, and more flexible jaws because we freed them up. Um, but uh, th- th- this is interesting. Er- so early mam uh, or current monotremes have like uh, what's called um, suspended ear bones, meaning they're not attached to the jaw anymore. Okay. Um, but apparently, the earliest monotremes had attached ear bones uh, by cartilage to their jaw. And this is weird because other mammals at the same time had uh, had suspended ones. So it seems like it, it instead of it evolving once in mammals, um, suspended ear bones evolved twice. And monotremes were the weird ones again. And it's like, weird. why? Why did you do that? And there's like seven more examples of this <laughs> happening in monotremes <laughs> where they're just like, hey, you know what you thought was right? It's wrong. Um, I looked up echidna feet, and there's just there's terrible. No, there's just so much knuckles fetish art. Oh yeah, that too. (laughs) I I have a bone to pick with knuckles fetishists later in the uh, (laughs) in the uh, discussion. (laughs) That should be the new subtitle of this podcast. (laughs) I have a bone to pick. Oh god. Anyway, uh, other mammal traits: occipital condyles. They have. They like all mammals. Um, they have two bumps in the back of the skull instead of one, where it attaches right. to the spine. Have you like felt the bumps on a skull, like kind of near the bottom? You know what I'm talking no, about. But I'm doing it now. What? I don't know that I'm supposed to be able to feel it in my own head. <laughs> no, you can't. It, it, you have to. No, it, it's just a skull. Anyway, if you ever feel like an actual skull or see a skull, you can see them. There's two big old bumps where the vertebra attach. And uh, reptiles only have one. Mammals, including monotremes, have two. That's another mammal character. And, of course, monotremes have fur, which is mammal-exclusive. And finally, they are endothermic, which means they can control their body temperature. Mm -hmm. However, um, monotreme body temperatures are both more variable and generally lower than modern mammals, or than uh, other mammals. Uh, But, uh, again... Interestingly, earlier mm-hmm. monotremes had temperatures like modern mammals, and they just oh. decided to 
go back because why not? Like, why not make things difficult? Hey, you, hey, you think that we're like the old mammals? No, we're not. We're just screwing with we're you. New we're new mammals. We're new mammals pretending to be old mammals. Okay, so those are the mammal traits, reptile traits that monotremes have that other mammals don't. Tell they me. include, of course, egos, um, leathery eggs. That are not calcified like birds' eggs. Um, mm. A cloaca, always fun. Right. Uh, venom, uh, which is found in platypuses. Or, I keep saying platypuses. I hope that's the correct plural. I it actually, is. I meant to look it up, but okay, you looked Platypi it up. Platypi is just a colloquialism, but it's not <laughs> actually correct. It's either platypuses or platypus. Okay, so platypuses uh, have venom, um, and it's only found in the males in a spur in their back foot, but it's also thought that many other ancient mammals had venom, because a lot of the fossils have these foot spurs. I'll talk more about the venom later. Um, right. They have a Okay, because be- I had a question about the venom. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about it later when we get down to my weird traits mm-hmm. subheading. Um they have a beak, although, again, the early monotremes probably didn't have beaks. That's just a later thing. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and uh, they have what's called... They saw the birds and thought it was cool. I don't know. Why are they like this? Um, <laughs> they have what's called uh, meroblastic cleavage, which is found that's... in oh. birds and reptiles. Do you know and what it is? And that's their embryo, right? Yes, it is. Good. Some yeah. sweet, sweet cleavage. Um, and what this means, so in all other mammal embryos, the cells separate completely when they divide and they form nice little cell walls with no, like, going between. But um, in birds and in um, uh, monotremes, and I'm assuming reptiles, I didn't re- read this part on reptiles, but it's I'm assuming it's also true because they also lay eggs. Um, their mm-hmm. cells don't separate completely so that they can have more contact with the yolk. Which makes sense because in other mammals, it's like they have a placenta or the uh, marsupial equivalent of a placenta to, to suck on versus oh, a yolk. Okay. Yeah. So, right. Okay. So that's that part. We're done. Good. We're not done. I have so much more, but go oh, on. God. You do a story. Uh, well, I'm going to start talking about echidnas then. Talk about them. Let me know all, right. all about how the echidna do. Uh, so this is a story that was compiled by Allison Nawirij, and it's a Kunwinkju dreamtime legend. Uh, and so basically the Kunwinkju people live, I hope I'm saying that right, Kunwinkju. They live in the Northern Territory of Australia, and they come from the Western Arnhem land around the Liverpool and Man River regions. Uh, and so basically it's the story about the long-necked turtle and the echidna, because... Uh, apparently echidnas and turtles don't live in the same regions of Australia anymore. Mm. But it's a story about how they how they stopped being friends. Uh, but basically a long time ago, the long-necked turtle and the echidna were best friends and they lived and they hunted and shared their food together. And then one day, echidna had a baby. And echidna told her friend turtle to look after the baby while she went out to find food for them. But when she got back, she couldn't find her baby. Uh, and... It turns out that she had been gone in search of food for the two of them for so long that Turtle had eaten her baby in order to prevent herself from dying of starvation. Typical. 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 I didn't know turtles were generally carnivores, but I mean, Uh, some, I guess. Well, yeah, some. Like the snapping turtle. Yeah, there was one at the pet store near where I went to undergrad that had a... His name was Bowser, and you could pay a dollar to watch him eat. (laughs) 
is he some kind of exhibitionist like what yeah but you couldn't adopt him you couldn't buy him he was just there for (laughs) your amusement um your sick pleasure so when Turtle confessed to eating Echidna's baby, Echidna went to go gather some stones, and while she was gone, Turtle went to go gather some spear grass. And when Echidna came back, the two of them fought, and the spear grass lodged in Echidna's back and gave her her spikes, and then the stones piled up on Turtle, and they gave her her shell, and afterwards the turtle left to go live in the billabong and never see Echidna again, and Echidna mm. went to go live in the escarpment count- country and never saw the turtle again, and I don't know what a billabong is. It is um, a pool that is some, I, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, is sometimes connected to the ocean and sometimes not, um, depending on the word. time of year. And I think, like, crocodiles get stranded there frequently. Um, mm. I think that's what stores. it is. Um, but they're very cool looking. There's, like, because they're, like, surrounded by really arid, dry scrubland. And then, like, everything directly around the billabong is bright green. Um, mm. Yeah. I, I did research for this first story once. <laughs> that's how I know anything. Um, <laughs> everything I know about Australia I learned from... The yeah, tie, the and Tasmanian tiger. <laughs> I never played that game. I used to play that game obsessively. Oh man, did you play Crash Bandicoot? I played it like once. I played it like once at a friend's <laughs> house. My uh, my college roommate played it obsessively though. Um, it was a little annoying. <laughs> I was like, he doesn't look Please. anything like a Bandicoot though. Neither of them look anything like what they're supposed to be. Like, I mean. No. At least Ty the Tasmanian Tiger is kind of the right color mm, scheme. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so that's, that's I, I feel like um, the Echidna kind of got the worst of that story. Uh, the Echidna, all of the stories I have about Echidna suck. Like, not like they're bad stories, but they're like poor Echidnas, Aww. honestly. <laughs> Yeah, sheesh. Except for one where it's just like, wow, the Echidna really was a bad person. <laughs> Maybe she deserved it. Yeah. To have her child eaten. Um, no. Do you want to hear about weird monotreme milk? Can Why you guys I? stop jingling your bell? Thank you. Sorry. Um, I just. They just. Okay, uh, weird milk. That's my weird heading. Weird milk. So, uh, and I have written here no nip Steve's. Um, <laughs> they uh they have no nipples although echidnas do have areolas just no nipple part um what's the point of having an areola if you don't have a nipple well it comes out of the areola but not in one spot no. so it's not it's not pointy it's just I a don't. special part of skin that's like hey I don't like this. Continue. Uh, <laughs> um, so, because they have no nipples and their uh, milk basically just comes out onto their skin or fur in the case of the platypus, uh, the milk is less sterile. Um, so, monetary milk has a higher amount of acti- a- antibacterial proteins than most mammal milk. So, it's very like good for antibacterial stuff. Um, and they have very short, uh, just, uh, uh, gestation. gestation. Yeah. I, 
incubation is the right word. Um, I wrote gestation, but uh, uh, very short incubation in the egg uh, compared to birds and reptiles. So it's about 10 days before hatching. But in contrast to that, they have relatively longer periods where they nurse the young than eutherians because uh, the young are hatched much less developed. They are actually really horrifying to look at when they hatch. I mean... You know what a baby, like a newborn kangaroo looks like, right? Like a horrible... Uh, yeah, they're like a horrifying bean thing. Yeah, and they look like that. I mean, they actually look a little better than that, if you ask me. But uh, <laughs> they're just horrible little pink wet beans, and they're too wet, That's and what, they shouldn't yeah. be out. Um, but, uh... <laughs> so, You're not wrong. Yeah, so, so they nurse for three or four months, um... Which is a long time, because, uh, like, a, a mammal of that size would nurse for a few weeks, and then it'd be like, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, yeah, so their, their glands that produce the milk are along the milk lines, which all mammals have. It's just basically two lines down the body where, in evolution, the nipples can form. So that's why nipples can be anywhere along, like, the abdomen and chest of a mammal. It's because our milk lines are there. And that's why extranumerary nipples usually grow along the milk lines mm-hmm. uh, when, they, when we have them, like your friend with three nips. Um, Not my friend. He's my friend's, friend's little brother. brother. Well, I thought that you cared about him at least a little Also, bit. Dana is our <laughs> friend. <laughs> our friend. Sorry, you're right. Dana is my friend, too. Um, and, uh, so yeah, the milk lines. And so when the platypus produces milk, um, it is secreted onto special hairs, which kind of are stiffer than normal and kind of like direct the milk mm. into a point. And the baby's like, these, the, these are the milk hairs. I will suck on them. <laughs> so uncomfortable. It's gross. Uh, and, and the kidna has, uh, areola that's kind of like a duct. Uh, and it actually has a pouch like a marsupial. Um, mm-hmm. and the baby nurses from inside the pouch. Oh. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll talk really quickly about the egos, the eggs, too, just because mm-hmm. it's not as much, but, so, uh, yeah, so platypus lays th- two to three very small eggs at a time. They're about dime-sized. Dime-sized eggs, very small. That's so you very can imagine small. how small the baby. It's smaller than your fingertip when it hatches. Um, and echidnas lay one egg that's a little bit bigger, but not much. Um, and when echidna lays its eggs, it'll actually just put them in its pouch mm-hmm. and let them hatch in there. And then eventually the baby hatches and then gets too spiky and they eject them from the pouch and then put Weird. them in a hole <laughs> and then continue to nurse them. Um <laughs> But a platypus just, like, hangs out with them on its tummy. I have a great picture I'm going to send you right now of a platypus and its two horrible seahorse offspring. Oh. Uh, I like that video of the baby echidna that's been going around lately with the where they, like, are wiping it with... Oh, God, these children. I know. And oh it, look at the expression on her face. Like, what? They look very upset. <laughs> <laughs> and those are, oh. like, old children, too. Like, they, they, um, are, they have been through some development, but they still look awful. They still look very bad. I'm sorry, bad. ma'am. They still look real bad. You need to put them back and, and heat them up a while more. Put them back in the oven. Um, but, yeah. Oh, no. Did I lose you again? Uh, uh, no, I just stopped talking. Oh, okay. Sometimes okay. I don't talk. No, I, I really like that video that's been going around of the echidna puggle that's being like, 
wiped down with a little pink cloth and it's just like no oh, thank yeah. you no thank you <laughs> that's probably like a, a a few months old puggle or, yeah, yeah 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 so yeah i was looking at some baby pictures just now and where's the where's the gift i'll send it to you and make you suffer well it it it, it's cuter than a marsupial baby i will say that marsupial babies are terrible why are they so bad they're all yeah look at that uh gif of one hatching Mm -hmm. yeah i saw this picture on google yeah but it's a gif and it's wiggling and that makes it worse and it's like really slimy bad bad content <laughs> zero out of ten do not like it. um actually so you, it's kind of cute it is kind of cute the longer you look at it, you're like okay it's almost a real animal it's almost a real animal yeah anyway uh so that's eggs and milk mm-hmm. those are your uh breakfast materials right delicious delicious um, delicious eggs and milk i'm gonna talk another story talk about, another uh, story yeah um, I'm gonna tell you about what's his name, Piggy Billa. Okay, yeah. So Piggy Billa is another story about how the echidna got its spines. So basically, once upon a time there was a man named okay. Piggy Billa. Okay, he was a human, human man. Whoa, and a human man. Yeah, <laughs> and he he got really old, and he oh. was not able to do a whole lot of hunting for himself, and he didn't really like to eat. Uh, the same things as the other people because uh, he, he was old and he wasn't really feeling it um mm-hmm. and so when him. everyone went out to go hunt i too he would never come back with any food but weirdly he was still very healthy uh so everyone in the village was mm, that's suspicious what what's piggy billa doing that he's able to to stay nice and healthy even though he's not able to hunt maybe it's none of their business maybe it's not but uh it's a good thing that they checked so one day the the villagers started to to tail him. They were like, "This is weird. We have to see what he's doing." So Piggy they Bella. followed Piggy Billa, and he they watched as he hid in the shadow of a rock, and then as a uh, one story says it was a young woman, another oh no. story says <laughs> this can't another be good. story says it was a series of young men, but ultimately <laughs> what happened was he killed them and then ate their limbs and then stashed their body away to eat later i mean um, you gotta live how you can man so when he went back to the the village uh did nobody the village... notice these disappearances before this uh well the way that the story is written they were like suddenly the disappearances of all of the people in the village were explained <laughs> like we couldn't mention it at the top of the story that was just like filed away in like the, the police reports but <laughs> that would have given the the plot twist away yeah. <laughs> so the, the the village people oh yeah um, i haven't seen any of my siblings for weeks so weird um so the village people broke into his home in the middle of the night while he was sleeping and they broke all of his limbs and then they stuck their spears into his back and then they left feeling very victorious but what they didn't know was that he wasn't actually dead he was just holding his breath so that he could trick them into thinking he was dead Mm -hmm. and then he slinked away into a burrow belonging to a trapdoor spider named Murgamugi Murgamugai uh, so Favorite he hid in the hole. So far. Yeah, he hid down in the hole and he stayed at the bottom until his wounds healed, 
And then uh, when he came back out, nobody recognized him anymore because he became uh, an echidna, basically. He crawled on all fours with his broken legs splayed out. Oh, my God. And the spears were a bristling forest on his back. What is this, like, human centipede, the indigenous Australian (laughs) version? (laughs) And he dug for food with his hands, and he had to be satisfied with ants and other insects and scraps of food. Mm-hmm. Just like real echidnas. And I mean, just like real echidnas, he burrows underground to escape from his enemies. Yes. And I guess he hangs out with trapdoor spiders. I don't know about that part, but the rest is And according is to true. one story, his wife, Gwinnyboo, uh, in horror, uh, she watched as the village people like killed him or attacked him, brutalized mm-hmm. him, whatever. And so she hit her head with a digging stick. And then the blood ran over her breast, and Guinea-Boo then fled from the scene and became the red-breasted robin. Oh, I thought it was going to be something about, and now echidnas don't have boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that also works. Yeah, I mean, she didn't eat anybody. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. So, I mean, echidnas do have horrible, horrible feet. Um that look like they're broken because the claws actually on the hind feet point backwards Bend backwards yeah yeah it's very strange they're knuckle walkers and actually when platypuses are on land they're also knuckle walkers which is oh i should cool. mention the story of piggy bella is a colilla or coolila mm-hmm. story yeah you know the worst part of researching for my story which had indigenous australian characters in it was looking trying to look for any information on any of like the 600 tribes and not being able to find like any it was yeah, awful. A lot i was of like is this like, is so sad it's all been erased yeah it's mm. either like non-existent or not a not available unless you live in australia and have access yeah. to an australian yeah. library it was really frustrating yeah it was super sad um it's like mm-hmm. so much anyway i'm making myself sad um it, you know what white people listen <laughs> You, d- you did it real bad again. You did it again. <laughs> you did it again, You white did it people. again. You really messed up the uh, indigenous people of Australia. You were really bad to them. Um, and it's very sad. And you should be ashamed. I'm a white person. Um, anyway, uh, sex chromosomes. Right. You were very floored by this on Facebook. Oh my god. It's so weird. Okay, so monotremes, uh, they can't be, like, normal. They can't do that. They just gotta be different in every way. So, you know what sex chromosomes are, right? I'm aware. And, and one X, one Y. One y. Uh, XX is a lady mammal, and YY is a boy mammal. And other animals have some different combos, like birds have ZW, which is female, and WW, which is male. Reptiles and fishes have some different combos. But uh, uh, monotremes were like, nah. I mean, that's so easy. Instead of two sex chromosomes, let's have ten. Uh, They have ten sex chromosomes. That's a lot of possibilities. Well, no, they still only have two sexes. They just have five pairs of sex chromosomes. And so uh, females are XXXXXXXXXX 
and males are XY, 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 XY. That and it is... doesn't ever come out into other combinations? Nope. And, and like each chromosome is kind of only pairs with its other best friend chromosome. So X1 will pair with Y1 all the time or another X1. So they're organized that way. So it's like... Hey, this why disaster. are you like this? Why are you a beautiful disaster? Um, and so, so and they don't really know why they're like this. Nobody else is like this. Exactly. So, okay. So there's, um, there's more, there's a little more. So they were looking at monotreme chromosomes trying to be like, okay, but, um, how do they differentiate their sexes? Is it the same way as mammals with the gene on the Y chromosome? And no, it's not that same gene. Um, and they were like, maybe it's like a cascade where like half as much X means, because birds do it this way. Birds, females are the um, different sex chromosome sex. So um, the presence of more of one, like doubling the gene on the W chromosome is what gives males their testes mm-hmm. and their male features. Right. Um, and uh, I'm using male as a term for animal. This doesn't apply to humans. Anyway, uh, I just don't want to make anyone upset. This is strictly a generalization of biological traits. I, not all males are XY and not all females are XX. But right. uh, it's the easiest way to talk about this. So, um, mm-hmm. so there's a gene called SRY that is responsible for the formation of testes in marsupials and eutherians. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that it's called SRY because it's like, sorry, balls. Um, <laughs> sorry. And there's another gene in eutherians called YAR that uh, kind of is part of this. I, I love genes. <laughs> it's the pirate gene. YAR. Testicles. Um <laughs> So, so monotremes, again, are different. Um, and they use a gene found on specifically chromosome Y5, and only Y5, that makes the difference between a boy monotreme and a girl monotreme. Uh, just this one Y this. Out, of, out of five. Um, and uh, it's called AMH. And uh, it's also used by Therians, but it's like an earlier part of the process. So uh, I don't know. But um, so and and the great thing is like the matching gene because each mm-hmm. like each part of a Y chromosome has a matching part in um, the X, except for certain right. genes. So this does have a matching X gene. So it does work the way birds do, um, which is like by doubling up, that makes a boy. Um, but that the matching one is found on X1. What? So at some point, something got shuffled <laughs> around and me- messed up there. Like, it's like, why are you... I was, like, reading this really dense paper on this, and I was just like, I don't know if this is just dense or if their system's really stupid. Nature doesn't <laughs> care about your numbers. I did. Like, why? Why? <laughs> why? Why are you like this? Nobody else is like this. Oh, and the only me. things that determine sex are Y5, that one one out of ten is whether you're a boy or a girl, biologically speaking. Oh, anyway. And also monotremally speaking. Monotremally speaking. Yeah, only monotremes. Why are they like that? Hey, why? Um, hey, why? Can you tell me about, can you tell me about their venom? 
Yes. Okay. Let me go down here to fun physical traits colon platypus. Um, my subheadings are real good today. Um, so venom. So both males and females uh, are born with these bony ankle spurs, um, but mm-hmm. females lose theirs after a certain point. Uh, males, mature males, keep them and develop venom from a special organ. Um, and this venom evolved from proteins that were originally used in the immune system to fight, like, bacteria and stuff. So they're mm-hmm. very, like, they disrupt cellular processes. Can you stop drinking? You gotta do this right now. Um, anyway, uh... Well, yeah, focus. I can't. It, it's so hard. Um, okay, so venom, and, and so they develop from proteins, um, but then they are used in venom, and it's thought, some of these same proteins are used in, like, reptile venom, but it's thought, again, to be convergent evolution. But like I said, some of the uh, early mammals also had bone spurs, so early mammals probably also had this kind of venom. Some modern mammals have venom How through their teeth. How potent is this venom? It like, is. like, my roommate... Huh? Go up. Uh, well, uh, what did your roommate say? Well, she was wondering if like a person could be hurt, hurt or killed by a platypus. Oh, well, okay, so it's strong enough to kill like a dog. Um, Whoa! It is not, that is way stronger than I thought it would be. And it, it kills by paralysis. Um, because they're oh, so, so like they can't breathe and stuff. Yeah, and their heart stops. Um, gotcha. but uh, it is not deadly for humans. It is excruciating. And it can have really bad effects on you. Um, so it's excruciating for, like, at least 24 hours. You're in horrible pain and you can't oh move. Oh, my God. And uh, But for up to months after that, you develop heightened sensitivity uh, to pain. Whoa! So everything hurts more for up to months afterwards. And there are some, like, reports of, like, and, and then you're, you're miserable forever, maybe even. Oh um, <laughs> so Hang don't a grab a boy platypus by the no, foot. No, don't. I've just made a new idiom. Um, so, th- be- because only the males Hang have this. Hang on a this- second. Oh, go on. Hang on. Hey, Robin. Yeah. Yeah, platypuses will mess you up. Why? That that venom really strong. Mess just you up make for a her listen months. to the podcast. Oh, wow, yeah. Don't spoil it. <laughs> she says that's terrifying. It is. Um, it is. I didn't uh, think that they would be that scary. Yeah, and a lot of the reports. Like the well, the main report comes from a guy who was like trying to rescue a platypus, and got spurred. Um, but idea. it's actually not the primary use for their venom is not for defense, defense? against predators. What other use would it be? <laughs> well, and 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 it also develop it. It's supposed to be non-lethal. It probably just got stronger over time. It's actually used by males. <laughs> Accidentally. Well, this happens a lot in, in, in nature. Um, it, it's used a lot. It's used mainly. It is used for defense, but it, it, it originally developed as just really painful because it was used in males fighting other males for sex, for sex mm-hmm. with females, presumably. Who knows? Right. Um, so they they have um, high immunity to it because it was like the males with higher immunity could fight longer, could get more sex. So that's probably why it got stronger and stronger. But again, it's not. Its main purpose isn't really to kill, it's to make you hurt so bad you stop fighting and then you wow. he has sex with your girl. Um, Genuinely, every animal in Australia could mess you up. I mean... Even the safe ones. Well, I, 
I don't like that like meme because it, it's really mean to like a lot of animals like spiders, which aren't really that dangerous. Sorry, guys. Spiders really can't hurt you. But in much. Australia? No, not even in Australia. Like, stop. There are some deadly spiders no, in there Australia. Are. And scientifically, this is true. They are not, com- <laughs> they're not that deadly. There's been like one death from, and it was, it's usually like old people and, and that one death in like the last decade. It's not that deadly. Stop overemphasizing how scary spiders are. This is my spider podium. Okay, but other animals. There's uh, box jellyfish there's... and blue octopuses. Yeah, those are pretty bad, but those aren't just Australia. And platypuses, apparently. They're not deadly. I didn't say deadly. <laughs> I said they'd mess you up. They would mess you up. Yeah, you would be a drooling mess. Um. Anyway, so yeah, venom. Okay. Uh... What other stuff? Because we're starting to get to the end. Well, I have uh, more, but <laughs> tell me a story. Uh, well, I'll tell you about echidna. Tell me. Um, so echidna is from Greece. Is he? She. She. She is from Greece. Uh, so echidna was a monster from Greek mythology, and she was the wife oh, of yes. Typhon. Yes. Yes. And uh, Typhon is one of the most amazing monsters from all of Greek mythology and by that I mean he's terrifying and uh, Echidna is known as the mother of all monsters Um, and there's a lot of this or that uh, on Echidna because there's no like one definitive source but Mm -hmm. she supposedly lived in a cave on the border of eternal night or in a place called (laughs) or she lived in a place called Arima depending on who you ask (laughs) either or maybe they were the same place uh, no, they weren't. Uh, okay. She was described as being a half-beautiful maiden and half-fearsome snake, uh, but the proportions vary. Some say she was split long ways down the middle, oh, or geez. maybe she had a Sounds lady head difficult. and a snake body. <laughs> she may have also had a lady head and a snake body, or maybe she was... Uh, uh, maybe she had a hundred heads to match her husband Typhon. That's also one story. Um, but overall, the main point is she ate people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's the mother of many famous monsters. Again, which ones specifically vary according to which author you ask. But uh, many. She's, she's been attributed to being the mother of Cerberus, the three-headed dog that oh. guards hell. Uh, the Hydra, which is like the dragon thing that has all of the heads. And if you cut one off, more come back. Uh, the Chimera. Or the a small, ni- sni- uh, not Snyder, Nidarian found in the ocean, depending on who you yeah. ask. <laughs> Snyderian. Uh, the, that's like a really snide jellyfish. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> or uh, she also gave birth to the Chimera, the Sphinx, the Nemean Lion, and Scylla. And she was ultimately killed by Argus Panoptes in her sleep. Argus Panoptes. Rude. Uh, his name basically means eyes, all of the eyes, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> he wasn't was he eyes. the guy? Yeah, but the eyes all over his with body. The, yeah, he was the one with the eyes, <laughs> the eye guy. <laughs> he was the one that like with the story of Eo. If you ever read the play yeah yeah the Moo about um Prometheus. Yeah, I didn't read the play. I know about Eo and her problems. Yeah, <laughs> her cow problem. <laughs> Multiple problems for Eo. It's rough life. Um, yeah. Charybdis is the whirlpool, right? 
Yeah, Charybdis is the whirlpool and Scylla is the dragon that stood on the cliff and snatched sailors out of ships. Yeah, because for some reason I was thinking Echidna was the whirlpool, but the, no, that's not correct. No, Charybdis. Charybdis. And yeah. also, like... No, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you look at, like, little hedgehog looking thing and you go you know what this reminds me of i i actually read about why that is and it was basically like same reason you know platypus looks like multiple animals and so does a kid kidna has traits from multiple animals so but it doesn't look like a half beautiful maiden half no but it's the mother of all monsters (laughs) Echidnas don't look like a mother of all monsters Uh, that's up for debate um anyway but yeah i guess (laughs) oh echidnas um so uh yeah so so here's some more fun physical traits that make monotremes weird uh Mm. they don't have external ears which okay. the first time I tried to draw one was really throwing me off because I was like, <laughs> just it's hairy. Just a human ear. <laughs> well, no, I just, I was like, something is missing from the head and I don't know what because I was drawing from reference. I was like, there's not, something's not right here. And I finally figured out, oh, it's no ears. That's why they look so odd. Um, <laughs> you're so used to seeing ears on mammals. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, again, they have no teeth. Um and they, so they have, their beaks um, are not like bird beaks in that um, they're, they're formed of a different, they're formed a different way. And um, they also, bird beaks will open and close in two halves. Platypus and echidna beaks have like a tiny mouth on the bottom that is kind of like weird and stupid. And it, it, it has like a tiny lip, so but the whole cute. beak doesn't open. It's just like, nom, 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 nom. I love their tongues. <laughs> Well, okay, but, uh, so that's weird. Um, knuckle walking. So you asked me before the podcast began if it was true that they have no stomachs. It is semi-true, because they have the physical part of the body that was the stomach. Um, (laughs) And they just got rid of the unnecessary part. Yeah, I, I wrote here in my notes, we dump food into our intestines like men. Um, right. Because they basically, they swallow the food, kind of bounces down the stomach and straight into the intestines to be digested. So there's no stomach acid or real stomach function anymore in them. And they're not sure why this is, because it's not like an ancestral mammal trait, like even fish have stomachs, most fish. Um, but uh, they think it might be because they're bottom feeders. And, and remember, um, echidnas used to be aquatic too. Um, Mm -hmm. So when they're feeding on the bottom of like a river with very chalky sediment, the sediment would get in their stomach and neutralize the stomach acid. So at some point they were like, what's the point of having acid if it's not going to work and digest things? And so they just got rid of it. Um, And now they can't get it back ever. And so they'll be horrible stomachless monsters forever. Um, I still love them. Yes. Oh, and uh, they can use electroreception ah yeah you were you were holding me up about that yeah well i i didn't know how much i wanted to say about it it's really sharks do that right yes they do and and it's mostly a fish thing uh because it doesn't work as well out of water but uh all the species of echidna and platypuses obviously can do it um it so the um, short-beaked echidna lives in the driest environment, so it does it the least. 
And then the long-beaked echidnas live in kind of moister environments, and they're sticking their nose in the moist leaves and stuff. So they have more receptors on their beak. Platypuses have like 40,000 receptors on their beak. And they also have a lot of mechanoreceptors, which are special receptors that feel like movement of water. So when any, any animal moves uh, and contracts its muscles, they release electricity. Because that's how mm-hmm. we move. We actually are like, right. it's electric. Um, <laughs> boogie, boogie, boogie. Boogie, boogie. Yeah, so. Uh, Very half-hearted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they are, so what they'll do is when they dive for food, a platypus, they will close their mouths, ears, and nose and completely rely on electroreception. Um, and they'll do it by wiggling their beak very fast back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, um, sorry, I thought I heard someone calling my name, but no. But yeah, so the best quality is their wiggles, um, because they'll, like, wiggle to, uh, get the, uh, get the, get the, um, electroreception sensors working. And, uh, it's really strange to watch. Um, I love them. Let's see. Uh, platypuses must each, must each, must eat a fifth of their body weight each day. That's a lot. But they also sleep 14 hours each day. That's a lot. Well, Ideal I've lifestyle. I've been doing that lately. <laughs> me, well, not me. I've been getting like No, you've been doing the hours. exact opposite. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I already talked about venom. Uh, so male platypuses, like marsupials, mind you, have forked tips to their penises. Right. Yes. Marsupials also have that because the marsupial and platypus reproductive tract in the female is kind of a Y shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weird thing about platypuses is, is only one ovary is active, and it's always the left one. Okay. So it why? only matters. I don't know why. No one knows why. They're platypuses. Just the left okay. ovary works. So and, and so the male's penises correspond to this by being an uneven fork. The left part of the fork is longer and it ejaculates more, so it can get up that get up to that uh, left uh, ovary that works. But uh, wait, penises get weirder, Um, and I should mention they always do. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Before I go on, um, I should mention that uh, because these are animals with cloacas, they don't urinate through their penises. The penises Mm -hmm. are only for sperm. So they right. just, like, drop their urine out the hole. Like, it doesn't go. Uh, but anyway, so uh, echidnas. I, a a lot of people four. know this now. Because um, of I, the Game Grumps. <laughs> well, because of the internet. Internet. <laughs> the Game Grumps taught it to me. Yeah. I hate this. And anyway, uh, you, uh, you Sonic fans, get your horrible porn that I see every time I try and do a nice research of a nice animal. Get it right. Um, they have four-headed penises. Um, but what you may not have yeah. known is that only two heads on a side work at a time. And when I say um, four heads, I mean it. It's got like it looks like a tiny gloved hand with four fingers. I'm looking at it and yeah. I hate it. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, and uh, so only, but only two heads on one side work at a time. And as the animal gets more erect, they'll like inflate into a Y. Um, and so after it ejaculates once, it alternates to the other two, um, mm-hmm. and it goes back and forth. Naturally. And so it, it has that Y shape, of course, to ejaculate up 
both uh, parts of the Y-shaped reproductive tract and the female at the same time for maximum efficiency. Um, and it, it's supposedly, they think it alternates so they don't get blocked, so it, it can do maximum jacket, rip it and jacket at the, you know. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Good phrasing. Very yeah. scientific. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, when they mate with the females, they will actually form what's known as echidna trains. Um, oh, God. Which I is not as it. horrible as it sounds. It's It sounds like it could be an echidna centipede, but it's actually kind of a cute like line that they form befi- behind the female so like up to 10 will just follow the female in a straight line and they'll mate with her one at a time and usually it's the older ones first and so it's when a they very bad game of follow the leader <laughs> yeah and so when they mate because they're very spiny what the do what the male will like dig a little burrow or like a little depression in the ground and then they'll both lie on their sides and mate ah <laughs> because it's uh, very awkward <laughs> and terrible so weird and uh, so when they ejaculate their sperm is in these what are called bundles so they like pack up to 100 sperm together in in like a giant sperm jellyfish that kind of just swims as a unit and they're not sure why this is, but it, you can actually find footage of it swimming. It's very strange looking. Um, it, but it, it may either be like packages of sperm are better competing with other male sperm because some females mating with many males. Or it just might allow the female to like store it. Not much is known about echidna reproduction, but everything is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, they can also live up to 50 years. Okay. They have very slow metabolisms and they reproduce very slowly, which is also thought to be like why they were outcompeted mostly by other mammals. Like mice can just, you know, churn out babies like no tomorrow. Like a little, they're like 3D printers of baby mice. Um, well, 3D printers actually are very slow. Well, very fast 3D printers. Um, like a little factory then 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 the echidnas are 3d printers and the mice are like automated you know factory stampers mm-hmm. um I'm, I, this metaphor is off the rails yeah. um i mean and also they ultimately oh go ahead one more fact one last fact oh two more facts their tongues are seven inches long i love them uh and they have tiny spines on them good and they also have <laughs> tiny spines on the penis bad um and uh because of their like reptilian shoulders oh did i not talk about carrying constraints i didn't i'm such a fool real quick we only have five minutes left. real quick i just gotta talk about this real quick uh so echidnas i i don't re- remember if i mentioned this but they have a reptilian you gait. Didn't. um so they walk like a reptile uh, which yeah, means they, walk like they sway from side to things. side. But what this means is there's something called carrier's constraint, which is that if a reptile, which moves from side to side and has flexible ribs, is running, it can't breathe at the same time. Ah, so that is why that they run in like ed- little spurts. Evolutionarily advantageous. Yeah, so that so they run in little spurts and then they have to breathe. So that's why they run like that. Right. And um, modern mammals and also birds have evolved what's called as an erect posture, um, mm-hmm. where they stand upright and their spines are, uh, they go up and down rather than side to side so that they yes. can breathe. <laughs> uh, monotremes are like the reptiles. They can't breathe while they run. Um, 
so their running is really cute and also really sad and I'm... but you know the advantage of having reptilian uh what's called a sprawling gait because their mm-hmm. arms are out to the sides is that they are yeah. much stronger and so there are like reports oh. of like an echidna in someone's house just pushing his fridge around <laughs> and this is a cat-sized <laughs> animal like deciding i want like an ant under the fridge and then just pushing the fridge i love this they are powerful <laughs> oh god well ultimately none of this matters because there's no echidnas left the only echidna left is knuckles the, the echidna he's the last one he is he's the last one of the echidna clan oh yeah that's, that's right. why he's in yeah that's why he's in charge is of that guarding the knuckles the master i've never played a sonic game in my entire life oh my god what do you we have to play sonic adventure 2 battle oh god <laughs> It's the only good Sonic game. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. My friend was telling me, like, Tails' backstory, and I was like, I don't care. I don't know any of the characters' backstories. <laughs> I had to do research on you Knuckles did. the Echidna. Knuckles the Echidna. Listen, real talk, Knuckles is not a very good Echidna. Doesn't no. look like one. Doesn't act he like one. He's strong, though. He's very strong. He's strong? His His... His thing is like his whole thing is like he he's he can fly. Back. No, he can't. Well, he can glide. Yeah, he can uh, glide. His whole thing is like why he, can he, he glide? Digs. His whole thing is that he digs. Yeah, but why he he can glide? Why can he glide? I don't know why. Because when you're in Pumpkin Hill, all of the towers are really far apart yeah, from each other. Why? You already have he tails. Needs to compete with Rouge the Bat. She can fly. Rouge is a terrible bat. No, she's not. Yes, she's really she is. Good at flying. She's she also so has bad. Boobs, just like a real bat. Real bats don't. I know. I was They're, making a joke. Her boobs should be in her person. armpits. If she was a real bat, she should have armpit titties. But then, how are we gonna fetishize her? You could still do it. I mean, come on. <laughs> Listen, it's still possible. Knuckles, live a little. Like, seriously, the people who draw soul. fetish art at least give him a four-headed penis. That's all I ask. I'll be less upset when I Google Echidna and see Knuckles fan art with his dick out if you draw a four-headed penis on him. This Listen. is literally all I'm asking. Do your research before you draw your furry fetish art. and then- Knuckles the Echidna is the last descendant of the Knuckles clan and the last of the Echidnas on Earth. Well... That's he not correct. He has superhuman strength. He, why is it like super a regular human? echidna? <laughs> superhuman strength, not super echidna strength. No, superhuman. Oh, I keep forgetting that humans exist in the Sonic world, and it's weird. Yeah, like the president. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's an entire part in Sonic Adventure Two Battle where I know, you have to I like. To- you have to escort the president's car, or but it's super weird because the, the cars go way slower than <laughs> than you run in the game. Well, in, in, and in also Shadow the, the turning Hedgehog, is very bad. You assassinate the president. No, you don't. Yes, you do. There's a part where you shoot the president. The president's plane down. Oh yeah, yeah. You shoot his plane down, but that's I, I don't mean know that, that that's generally in Sonic kills Adventure people. Battle. That generally think, kills people when you. Is that in Sonic Adventure Two Battle though? Oh, I don't know. I was saying Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, that's in Shadow the Hedgehog. That's what I that's said Shadow. at that's first. That's not Knuckles. That's, 
that's I've literally about what knuckles I this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> You're just deep in that knuckles in that knuckles pit. Knuckles I'm arm. I am elbow deep. If you in if you throw a real echidna, it will not glide. No, it'll fall, and it'll and be it'll really sad, and you'll be a bad person. Listen, don't throw them. Normal also don't form gangs with bees and crocodiles. Well, I don't know about that. That's Knuckles Chaotix. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know if real ones do form alliances with invertebrates and Suchians. But uh, they definitely don't glide. I do know that. And, oh well, god, I forgot to look up the name of this one special echidna. Real quick. Uh, echidna. Echidna used for... Is it Piggy Bella? No. Um, uh, ejaculation... What's his name? Oh, what's his name? It, it's this very special echidna that, um, God, he has a name. He was 17 years old and they discovered he had like a total human fetish. So he, um, he is, <laughs> no, like he gets really turned on if you pet his stomach and like, oh, like he won't mate with other echidnas and he, just wants Very his tummy bad. to be pet. And so he's the one that they use in all the echidna sex studies because Why? he just gets a boner on command. I hate this. And on that What's note... What's his name? Oh, God. I knew his name at one point. Uh, on that His note, name is Grumpy. Grumpy? Uh, I think it's Grumpy. Grumpy. I think so. Where am I finding it? I, anyway, there's a video, but um, I'm not going to talk about Thanks. it. Oh, um, Exhibitionist Spiny Anteater Reveals Bizarre Penis. Where's the name? Anyway, you can start the credits. I'm going to look this up. Uh, so we have Tinkle the Bat and Zappa Johns to thank for our theme song, except this week, uh, if I use the Knuckles theme song. Which you which are not takes... allowed to use, like, I mean, legally. In which case, uh, thanks to the Sonic mu- the Sonic music people. <laughs> um, and also thank you to Jim for giving us this topic. I really had a lot of fun with it, and so did Lydia. I apparently. suffered, um, but I enjoyed it. There we was all suffered a lot. together. They, there was a lot this, I didn't include because they're so weird. They're, they're such weird animals. Bizarre. I Why love can't them. I find out this one's name? I know he has a name. I've I've read it, but yeah. It's, if shout you shout out to that guy. If you have an animal that you'd like us to talk about, or if you have an animal you want to tell us about, or if you just want to talk to us, we're very yeah. Lonely. If you just want to talk to us, we're I respond to all three of the emails we have received. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I don't go into the email at all, but. She tells me about them and sends yeah, me screenshots. Them and send them to and I'm like, oh, well, how about that? So our email is thatswildpodcast at gmail.com. So contact us there. Or if you want to see how we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter and on Tumblr. Uh, at Battragus, B-A-T-T-R-A-G-U-S. That's me. Is Lydia on Twitter. And I'm at Kaguna, K-A-G-U-N-E underscore K-U-N on Twitter, or you can find us on Tumblr at Corios, K-O-R-Y-O-S, dot Tumblr.com, or Ichikun, I-C-H, 
I K U N on Tumblr.com. Um, and also, and also, I just she does art. Commission her. Uh, that wasn't what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that I just found out that my website allows me to see. Uh, how many subscribers we have. Guys, we have like 180 subscribers. I thought we had like Two. 20 and I was being generous. <laughs> That's honestly, that makes me nervous. I'm like, I don't. I know. It's, it's another thing to give me anxiety. I like, told, I to I told my mom uh, about our podcast, but then I was like, my mom I listens to us. Oh, my that's why you don't want sister. me to be explicit. Uh, no, it was actually, be- I was thinking just like, I don't know. They don't say bad words on Zaboomafu. Well, I don't <laughs> like, think we're quite at the Zaboomafu purity. Well, they never level. said bad words on the on the Crocodile Hunter either. Well, um, that's not what we are. We're our own special thing. I guess maybe one day. And we talk about ejaculation <laughs> a lot, or I do. Maybe one day we'll learn to say the f word. But until then, I will. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Be like. My friend Dana, be like Mormon Thunder. Mormon Thunder. Who are the only two people who have reviewed us. <laughs> Give us a review. Um, be as silly as you want. Uh, or be as serious as you yeah, want. Yeah, or, yes. Yeah, be honest. Drop us Ultimately an email. Ultimately be honest. We're very friendly. Uh, I'm not, but yeah. she is, and she answers the emails, so that's good. Um, and uh, is there anything else you want to say? Because I'm going to watch the naruto movie i thought you're gonna watch that echidna video Uh, oh my god guys if you want to talk to me about naruto i just finished reading the entire manga in like the past week so it's been please it's been very rough uh there's a really good fan fiction that you found though oh yeah it was really good it was harry potter and the shinobi mage and it was a naruto harry potter crossover it was written in the year of our lord 2016 uh god bless (laughs) uh keep keep making your beautiful art you people serious remus yamato top ship apparently yes i love the internet god i love the internet okay (laughs) that's enough for now all right uh goodbye guys we love you we love you so much well all right (laughs) bye i don't love you that much i do i kind of do i love you